the the majority of the the areas that are close to where we are right now like i'm sort of right in between as natasha mentioned we're right in between two very touristy towns you're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live come grow with us and join our community at the and now your hosts sarah larby and alfonso salami Hello, Right Club. This is Francois Lantier for a very special episode. So life in Costa Rica. I'm really excited about today's live podcast. We did it very differently. It was live on StreamYard and it was fun. It was broadcast on social media and very off the cuff, not rehearsed. Uh, just my style. If anybody knows me, I'm, I'm not into rehearsing or, or planning some of the stuff, uh, but it was great. So we heard from our amazing guests, Rob Brake and Natasha Coltraro, both Canadians who recently moved to Costa Rica with their families permanently, which is a great idea. They're enjoying the Pura Vida, so a very nice, pure lifestyle, fresh fruit, vegetables, uh, the beautiful beaches and lush jungle. And tune in to find out more. So how could they afford this? Did they leave their jobs? You're going to find out they're managing their businesses remotely. They use some creative financing. So Rob used a vendor take back. I know that's a hot topic and it is available in Costa Rica. So not on every deal, but on some deals. And uh, Rob spoke about doing some slow flips, Natasha buying turnkey properties, custom building. So tune in to find out about these amazing people and investors and find out like if is this a fit for you? Would you like to spend your winters in Costa Rica or maybe move there permanently or just have this as an investment? So I hope you'll enjoy the episode and that's it until the next time. Come grow with us. Good afternoon, Right Club Nation. We have a really exciting live podcast and I'm here with Sarah Larby, co-founder of the Right Club. Sarah, can you say a few words? Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for uh, for the replay. Rob, Natasha, thank you. Francois, thank you as well. And you know, great seeing you guys. You're living the life. So uh, we'll, we'll see each other soon. Thank you, have a good afternoon. So just a quick intro on our really exciting guests. And as you can see, now we have Rob Brake, so top right-hand corner. Uh, so Rob is an entrepreneur in the world of residential investment real estate. With an impressive history of many successful Burr projects, Rob has coached and advised countless investors through acquisition and renovations to help build their own generational wealth. Rob and his family have recently relocated to Costa Rica, and he's now flipping houses there as well as maintaining his real estate team in Ontario at the Breakthrough Property Group under KW Energy. He also joined Crane Luxury Real Estate to help other Canadians fulfill their dreams of owning property in Costa Rica. So welcome, Rob. And our other guest, we have Natasha Coltraro, who's a creative real estate investor and owner of Investor's Choice Property Management, Inc., based in Ontario. She also did like Rob. She and her family have recently moved to Costa Rica where she continues to invest while living the Pura Vida lifestyle. So welcome. I'm really excited to hear more about your stories. Uh, maybe, Rob, if you want to get started and tell us why did you make this bold move? I, I can see why in the background. I also want to move, but there, I'm sure there's more to that. So, 
Yeah, well, my wife and I have always talked about moving somewhere where we could uh, where we could avoid the winters. That was one of the big ones, right? Avoid the winters, especially for her. She doesn't like them. I I tend to deal with it, but uh, it's not my favorite time of year either. So when uh, we've always discussed, you know, it was sort of a ten year plan to uh, see if we could move to somewhere in Central America. At first, we were thinking Panama. They're very they they're very um, accepting of the expats there as well, so we were looking into that. But we thought, you know, let's just check out Costa Rica. This was beginning of 2019 when we first came here, and we went more to the north end of the country and checked it out, and it was really nice. And then, upon the announcement of the second lockdown, which came you know right around Christmas time uh, in in 2020, we decided to come here again. And just avoid the whole thing and, and stay here for a few months. And we did. And, and I wasn't really thinking about moving here at the time. It was more just um, just to come and, and you know, get avoid the winter again, avoid the lockdown. And we stayed in some touristy areas. So while we were in those areas, I wasn't even looking at properties. I wasn't really thinking about moving here until we came to this area. We happened to come here on Valentine's Day of this year. Um, we're in Potrero, Playa Flamingo, Surfside area, which is sort of the northern Pacific coast. And uh, it's called the Gold Coast area as well. And we fell in love with it. There's a lot of stuff to, to like about the area. And that was more what made us decide to actually move here. That's when I started looking at properties and considering the possibility of moving here. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Natasha, what about you? What made you move? Is it winter or more? <laughs> since um, since I met my husband, uh, we were we were teenagers. He's always wanted to move somewhere hot. He's actually the one that's never liked the cold in Canada. And our dream actually was to move to California. So for many years, we tried to get into the United States, but it's surprisingly difficult even for Canadian citizens to get into the U.S. And then there were some political changes in the U.S. and we didn't want to move there anymore. In 2017, we visited Costa Rica and we loved it. And Paul and Paul and I, my husband, we had decided that we were going to retire there. And so after we were done working, you know, where 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 um, we were working our full time jobs, we were I had just started my business in 2017, and we were doing our real estate investing in Canada. And we decided, you know, by by the time we turn 45, we're going to quit. We're going to finish. We're going to move down. And one day in it was 2019. It was June of 2019. And Paul came home and he was and he was so frustrated because he commutes long distances. We, we used to live in Oshawa and he worked downtown Toronto and he was exhausted and cold. And he said, you know what, we can do this now. Why are we waiting? And I, you know, and I didn't agree with him right away. And I said, what? Are you crazy? Our family, our daughter, we have a 12 and a half year old's daughter. So schooling and community is very important to us. And a, a couple of weeks later, you know, I came around and I thought, you know what? Why don't we do it now? Like, that's what we want. And what it is for me is not just the heat, but it's the lifestyle. It's the relaxation because we've been working 
our full-time jobs, plus doing our investing businesses and my property management on the side, we were burning ourselves out. We were beyond burnt out. And we wanted to come down here to relax a little bit and get, have some of that work-life balance, which you can't, you can't, like we were just overworked. You can't live like that. So it was that lifestyle that we were after. There's a lot of yoga and a lot of, a lot more open-mindedness here that, that I really appreciate and the food because I'm a big foodie and the fresh fruit and the fresh meat and everything like the fresh vegetables, everything is so good here. It's uh, it's just such a, a different place than in Canada. Wow, that just sounds amazing. Just the food, like to be able to pick. I was reading avocado. You go in your backyard and you pick some fresh avocado, make some nice guacamole. <laughs> so absolutely excellent. And Rob, just to continue with you, you also have a family. So I know my teenagers. I told them, let's move to Costa Rica. They're like, no. <laughs> so how did your kids react? <laughs> Well, my kids didn't know how to react at first. I mean, until we got here and they saw that they could still continue with life. You know, there was a life here too. And they're going to a school. The school here starts a little bit earlier. They're going to a school called Journey School. There's a lot of good international schools here. We checked out all of them, but this one seemed to be more of a match for them. So they start August 17th. So I don't know how school is going to go for them um, now, but it is in-person school that they're going to. So my boys are... 11 and nine, and they're excited about it. And I mean, my kids, obviously, when you get them into sports, there's, we're very close to a lot of really good amenities and we're in a majority uh, expat community. So uh, as I am learning to speak Spanish, not very well yet, but there's not really any need to. You don't, in, in certain areas like here, you really don't need to. But we're very close to the Costa Rica Sailing Center where my boys were doing multi, they have like a multi-sport summer camp that the kids were going to. They've been doing surfing lessons. So there's really not a whole lot for kids to complain about as far as uh, extracurricular activities and things like that go. And of course, you know that there's wildlife and zip lines and just like horseback riding and catamaran tours and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can go on and on about extracurriculars. So the kids love it. They they they, they couldn't love it more as far They're as that goes. In the jungle, yeah. basically, it's great. <laughs> and how how is like the city life, Natasha? Like what, what can people expect shopping? I know that's my daughter. She's 15. She's like, I don't know if there's any good stores there. Like what what are amenities? What does it look like? It really depends where you are in the country. When we first moved here, we knew that we were going to move around to many different areas. We've been here 10 months now, and we've lived in four different locations across the country. So the first location we stayed in was San Jose, the capital, in the district of Heredia. And there they have all of the shopping that we have in Canada, except for some of the, the brands that, um, that we don't get in Canada. But there is a um, a great mall. I compare it to Yorkdale in Toronto. They've got brand names like Kate Spade, Michael Kors. So if you've got those, you know that you've got everything else, you know, everything else as well. Now, but that's special. That's San Jose. And it's this, in the center of the country, which is not where we are along the Pacific coast. It's about, it should be a three and a half hour drive, but with traffic, it's closer to five hours. From there, uh, the next place we, t- we checked out was the Ballena Bay or Bahia Ballena, as they call it. 
and there that's where Dominical, Uvita, and Ohochel are, and that's on the southern part of the Pacific coast. That is very tricky. You don't have a lot of amenities. You're three and a half hours from the closest international airport. And and so it's very tricky to find certain things. For example, when we were down there, I needed a swim cap to, uh, for, for the chlorine in the pool and I couldn't find one. I had to, They have a runner that goes to San Jose and you pay him a premium and you know he'll, he'll pick it up for you. So that's how I had to get my swim cap. So just things like that. The closest Walmart to that location is a one and a half hour drive up the mountain, up a windy road. It's super, it's a real tense drive because people are passing each other all the time. And it's, the convenience is just not there for the, for that Southern area. But there are pluses for that too, because that's where the wildlife is. That's where the sloths and the scarlet macaws, the toucans, the well, there are monkeys everywhere, but tons of monkeys. The whale's tail is there. You see whales there. It's the the dolphins. Like I could go on. And but to come back to your question, convenience. After that, we moved to the Samara area, which is in the Guanacaste province, which is where we are now. Um, uh, Rob, where Rob is staying now, and uh, where I'm staying now. It's in the same province, but it's about two hours south of here, still on the northern Pacific coast. And Samra has more conveniences. We were so happy to get to Samra after we were in Ohochel because we had uh, so much more access to, to regular uh, everyday conveniences that we're used to. And now since Samra, we, we are in, we're very close to the Potrero Flamingo area in a small town called Wakas. I would not recommend Wakas. It's just a place that is very convenient. It's equal distance to Flamingo and Tamarindo. And that's why we're here so that we can test out these areas. And this place has been the best for conveniences so far. I mean, it has everything. We're one hour to Liberia. There's a Price Mart and a Walmart in Liberia. There are regular clothes. There's everything you need in Liberia. So we're very close and and, and also the schools. So the, the schools are another big thing. And that's probably the biggest reason why we decided to settle in this area. Excellent. So well-rounded answer. Thank you. <laughs> so Rob, really a total shift here. So we heard Natasha talking about conveniences, different areas. So for investors, so the right club, we're all about investments. I guess that's important. You need to know where our conveniences, because if we have guests or people coming over, they're expecting certain things. Are there areas you've noticed that have good possibilities for investments? Uh, the the majority of the the areas that are close to where we are right now, like I'm sort of right in between, as Natasha mentioned, we're right in between two very touristy towns, uh, Tamarindo being the most notable of them. That's a big surf town if anyone's not uh, familiar with it, and you'll and and you'll constantly be bombarded by sales in the area while you're walking on the beach there's people constantly trying to sell you cigars or whistles or hats or whatever it is that they've got bowls wooden bowls all that kind of stuff and then there's a town very similar to that about 40 minutes north of us called Playas del Coco and that's where we spent the majority of the time when we came here uh, earlier this year and there's good opportunity for Airbnbs and stuff like that if you want to get into that kind of um, that kind of investment. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity for that there. And then in the area that I'm in here now, I'm more focused on 
this is a lot like it's more played down. It's more relaxed. There is more expats living here. And on the beach, you don't get that, those sales. There's literally none of that going on here. But, uh, but there's still a great community and lots of amenities close to here as well. So what I'm focusing on, at least what I have been focusing on to start with, is there's a small little area called Surfside. And it's close to the beach. But it's not right on the beach. You've like, got, a, well, for me, it's like a three-minute walk away. But, you know, as you get back into this area a little more, you can get up to like a 15-minute walk from the beach. But it's all relatively close still. And there's a lot of fix and flip opportunities here of older houses that, that are in need of an update, right? So there's lift. So that's always what I'm looking for is potential for lift. Um, a lot of them don't have pools. So the one that we bought that we're flipping right now just needs updates throughout. So we gutted the house and we're adding a pool, which I'm kind of held up on permits for that right now, but it is going in. And there's a lot of opportunity like that uh, as well. So, I mean, across the board, great investments in this area, as far as I'm concerned, whether you want Airbnb or flips or even just something like this to Airbnb as well, because a lot of the properties in Surfside are Airbnb rentals as well. Excellent. So thank you very much. Natasha, what would you say, like you've moved around quite a bit financing. So have you looked at that? Like, do you need to buy cash or what, what's the situation there for an investor? For a Canadian investor who is not a citizen in Costa Rica, we have almost no option for financing. So uh, my husband and I, we actually had to buy our investment property, uh, Kokomo in Uvita for cash. So the, there are pluses and there are the pros and cons, obviously for buying in cash, the cash flow is through the roof, which is excellent, but we can't refinance that property. So we can't recycle that money the way that we're used to doing in Ontario. Okay, great. And Rob, what have you experienced for financing? I assume it's very similar, but. Yeah, it is similar. And that's sort of part of the reason why, why we played around with keeping this house as an Airbnb, as a rental. Um, but I think we will actually end up selling it because it was, it was, a big cash injection, at least for me anyways. So I can, I can tell a little bit of the numbers for this one. We, we were able to get a, a little over 50% vendor take back on ours, which is more common here than it is. I mean, some people are good at finding it in Ontario, but it's pretty uncommon there, but it's a little more common here than it is there. And sellers are used to at least the option of that, uh, whether they're open to it or not is another thing. But our property was 246 uh, US. We put 120 down, and we um, we have the uh, the other the, the sellers carrying the loan for five percent interest only for just the one year. So we're going to be able to fix it up. We'll live in it for the rest of the year, and then we won't have to pay capital gains on the sale either, as long as we live in it. So it's the same as there. So you know. We could do a faster flip, but the capital gain here is not bad. It's 15% of the gain, so it's not bad. But we've decided just to, to do some slow flips while we're here. Slow life down a little bit because that was the goal. So I might just continue this method and, and, uh, and do the one-year slow flip, live in it, 
something I always wanted to do in Canada, but my wife didn't want to do it there. <laughs> and I guess uh, that might be the plan for here. Yeah, but yes, cool. financing, uh, financing, you can do private, you can find private money, but it's about 12 or 13%, but you can do it. Okay, excellent. So yeah, that, that does give us some options. And like you said, the vendor take back, that does help. By 120,000 US is, is doable. I mean, for quite a few investors. So that, that's really interesting. Uh, so labor. So uh, I don't know, Natasha, if you're getting into flips or anything, but anything like that or Rob, but labor, how, how is that? Like, is it easy to get laborers and materials? Um, I know Rob has some experiences that he'll want to share, but from, from my perspective, we haven't done a flip here. We just bought a, a turnkey investment, uh, Kokomo in Uvita, but we are planning to build our home. So our final home uh, is going to be a custom build. And we know that the, the labor costs here are low. On average, uh, what we've found is that uh, for labor, you can pay somebody $5 US an hour. So wow. I'm sure <laughs> okay. it's, it's very different. And, and that applies across the board, not just for builds, but also cleaning and catering and cooking and any kind of help that you need, any kind of labor is, uh, is much, much cheaper than, than we are used to in Canada. Okay. Wow. So I guess this does really help for both of your lifestyles, maintaining a business in Canada and living the Pura Vida lifestyle with a chef and a housekeeper and gardener. <laughs> so that is really cool. Um, is that something you've, you've used so far? Like, have you hired more help than you would have in Canada? That's the question for both of you. I mean, we're getting cleaners, but only because the, uh, the Airbnb host wants us to have the cleaner come in. I mean, I, I generally take care of my house, but you know what, to be honest, I don't mind it. it it's nice to have that every once in a while. But in, in regards to just like labor for, for trades and stuff like that, like Natasha said, she's right. It is. And I was pleasantly surprised um, that it is a lot cheaper than I was expecting actually um, and anticipating. So my budget I think is going to come in where it's supposed to. For example, so the house that we have is about 1300 square feet and we are taking all the tile out and replacing all of it. So that's like through the two stand-up showers, um, all through the bathrooms, all through the entire house and the back patio and the front patio. And the, the price that we ended up settling on for labor only to, to take it all out and then install all the new tile is $2,500 US. So I thought that that was that was much better than I was expecting. And I was very happy with that. And in general, all of the rest of the stuff uh, seems to be as well, except for kitchens. My kitchen quotes have not been, not been where I was expecting them to come in. The one I got this morning was $12,407 US. So that's quite a bit more pricey than I was expecting. Yeah, that's quite a jump. I mean, 2,500 for a lot of tiling. That's a, that's hard work to break up and remove. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And then the kitchen, are you putting in granite? Like what's, what's the look? Yeah. It's like, I mean, and, and it's, a, it's, it's more, it's higher quality cabinets, right? Because they got to last in the humidity here. So you, you don't really have the choice of getting the, um, getting the, the cheaper stuff here, at least 
well, you do, but it's not a good idea. Uh, okay, but the other quote, the other the other quote I have is eighty five hundred US. So uh, I'm getting a third, and then obviously I'll decide on one of the lower two and go forward with that one. Good. So there are options. So it's good. You're not. It's not so limited that you get one quote and that's it. So there's there's a lot of construction going on here. Uh, we're we're in a boom for this area, and you there's no lack of trades. Skilled trades, they're good. And and to be honest, I've heard like lots of people say, you got to be patient. You know, they, they they work at Costa Rica pace. And I haven't found that at all, to be honest. Like everybody's there. You know, I, I go to open up the door and turn off the alarm at eight o'clock and they're waiting to go in every wow. day. And uh, it, and quite a few times when I go back at five to close up, they say, no, we're going to stay. We're not done for the day. So I, I've heard from people that that there's that there's a rep that um, that the labor force gets around here, and I haven't seen it. To be honest. Okay, excellent. That's good news. And uh, Natasha, so how are foreigners perceived? I heard something. I think you or Rob earlier, but if we show up there, how are we perceived by the general population? I think generally across all of the locations that I've been at, people are friendly. They're more friendly in some places than others, but by no means are we looked down on. So here, the lingo for a local is a chico or a chica for female. And for us foreigners or expats, we're gringos or gringas. And sometimes that gringo can have a, a, a rude undertone to it, but here it's very friendly and very loving. Samara was an amazing place because it was so friendly. It was such a community that when by the by the time we when we got there, everybody just smiles and is happy and says hello. When you walk by someone in Samara, they're gonna say hello to you, whether they're a gringo or a Tico. And and I loved that and I got so used to that. And then from there I moved to to this area now and it, just a couple of hours north, the Tamarindo Flamingo area. And here People are still appreciative and nice, but they don't, they're not as friendly as they were in Samra. Ohochel was the same. Ohochel down south uh, on the Osa um, Peninsula, people are so friendly there. They're just happy to have you. They're just, and I think um, part of it has to do with the fact that, okay, you know, they're bringing in money, they're stimulating the economy. Like I need money, I need jobs, I need to feed my family. That's part of it. But the other part is I think they're genuinely Hospita hospitable people. Okay, that's really cool. So that does sound like a great place to be and to live. So Rob, going back to you, how do you manage your business remotely? Like I'm sure there's some challenges. There's some time zone differences as well. You're in, I think, mountain time. So do you have any tricks or how do you manage it? <laughs> Handle business back home? Well, it's not that big of a time difference. I mean, I'm up at five o'clock anyway, so that's seven o'clock and still people are two hours away from starting work in Ontario for the most part. So really there's no difference as far as that goes. And five o'clock is three for me. So I get to cut out early most times and that's not a bad thing. So really like as far as managing business back home, uh, it hasn't been too bad. And uh, I'm still maintaining a, a small team there with James Kennedy on my team. And we've got a listing that just went up yesterday. We sold the listing last week. We're still helping investors get into properties there. So that hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot, really. 
And my plan is to be back and forth, right? As soon as it's more convenient and there's no quarantining and, or any of that stuff. Because obviously if I've got to sit somewhere for 14 days before I can go out, it doesn't even make sense to go no. back. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see how that all goes. But I just think that uh, being back and forth and I can't wait to honestly get back and do some property tours like we used to because those were those really brought me joy you know give, I, I enjoyed going out with a group of people and going around to see houses and show them what the potential was but for now we're still doing that stuff we're doing it remotely we're doing it on zoom you know the same sort of way that everyone's been doing things anyway so that has helped be able to transition a little bit easier to to being here for sure excellent how about you, Natasha? Property management at a distance. How does that work? <laughs> I have to give all the credit to my team. I have an amazing team on site and they are so smart and so great. We talk every day on the phone, five days a week. Uh, we have video calls. We have standing meetings. I'm available ad hoc. You know, they text me, they call me. We, we make it happen. And really, I think, um, similar to Rob is that I was on site for many years. I was on site for three years building that business, you know, making those connections, nurturing those relationships, training the staff that now they are, they, they can do it themselves. But what I will tell you is that, uh, I mean, we had decided to make the move before, uh, the, the, before the pandemic started. So I had, was already putting these systems into place, but when we, when we decided we were going to move, I realized that doing less of the running the business and I'm doing more of building the business. So since I've arrived here, mm -hmm. we've put in all of these new initiatives, marketing initiatives and different, different things that we've been doing to expand the business and to build the business. I've been doing training over, um, over video with my, with my team and I'm training them and expanding their knowledge so they can go out and do investing in Ontario on my behalf, which is amazing and teaching them. And they love this kind of knowledge because they're eager to grow as well. They want to do their own investing. So it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of giving back, but you know, I'm, I'm really training them and teaching them to, to, uh, by, by growing my business. Excellent. Wow. So you make it sound really easy. <laughs> I want to move as well. <laughs> it's taken many years though. Okay. I, 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 it is, it's easier now because I have this amazing team in, in Ontario, but you can't discount the fact that my husband and I, we've been investing in Ontario since 2006. So oh, it's wow. taken us 14 years to get to a point where we could leave the country and could, and can do what we're doing now. So it's not, it's not an overnight thing. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we're working out, you want results, but yeah, you need to put in the effort. So <laughs> that's great. So thank you so much for taking uh, some time out of your busy schedules. It's been a pleasure. And it sounds like there's tons of opportunities in Costa Rica. Do you have any final kind of word of advice, something you'd like to share with our community before uh, we part ways? And then we have to reconnect in a few months and see how the flip is going and Natasha, how you've settled and what's next. So I'd love to hear back. Well, I'll jump in and I'll just say for anyone listening to this, whether it's Costa Rica or whether it's just like some goal, like business goal or family goal that you've been like, that's been in the back of your head, you should, you should 
at, take that first step in the direction to getting there. You know, don't put it on the back burner anymore because I have noticed how easy, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, with, this was a 10-year idea that we had. And, um, and it happened a lot quicker than that. And I've noticed that it's very similar with anything that I decide to put on my board as a goal. It tends to happen a lot quicker than I'm expecting. So I think if you focus on it, like they say, it expands and you'll get there quickly. So don't put it off. Excellent. Wow. That's, that's great words of advice. And Natasha, any, any final advice or. I think, I think what Rob said was great uh, to compliment that. I, I also want to advise people that if you're going to relocate your family, or even if it's just you, just know that you are not running away from your problems because your problems will follow you. Paul and I had this conversation and when he was so eager to move, I said, you know, we really have to check ourselves. Like, is there something that we're running away from? And we determined there wasn't. We've been here almost a year now. We're happier than we've ever been, although we miss our family. But one more, one more piece of practical advice I wanted to give is, uh, is a little bit more about the locations. Now, Uvida in the south, it's it, it, that's uh, our Kokomo property. Was it was a turnkey property? I'd love to you know share more with anybody that's interested. It's a three unit, uh, three villas on the property. There are two pools, and it was brand new build. It's walking distance to the ocean, and it's about it's where the whale's tail is. Now the whale's tail is actually a, it's like a peninsula. When the tide goes down, you can actually walk out into the ocean and walk along this whale's tail. It's, it's really beautiful. And funny enough, that's where the whales come in uh, during whale season. So the, and like I mentioned, some of the, um, the animals there, there's a sloth that lives in a couple of almond trees, just a two minute walk from there. So that's a good opportunity to catch a sloth, monkeys everywhere, the toucans, the scarlet macaws. So um, and then also you're a half an hour drive to three waterfalls. And these are waterfalls you can swim in. It's got a pool at the bottom, all natural you, and warm enough that you can swim in. So when we got there, we loved it. And we thought, and I thought, I want to stay here. I don't want to move from here. But we had to follow the plan. We went to the other uh, locations before we decided we were going to settle in this area. And the thing is that that's a great place for a vacation, but it's not a good place to live. So when, so Rob had also suggested that, you know, he said that when he, he came here, he was in Cocoa and he loved it and he was in a couple of different places, but where you want to live is not going to be where you want to vacation because I would never live in Kokomo because it doesn't have the school for my daughter. Here we have an internationally accredited school and uh, that's where she's going. Uh, she's going to start uh, on Tuesday, August 17th, like Rob said, a little bit early. Here we have the conveniences, but there it's really secluded and you don't have a lot of conveniences. You don't have the, the some of the groceries even. At Christmas time, I, there, were, there were turkeys, there were frozen turkeys and they were $75. So I said, <laughs> okay, we're gonna have chicken for Christmas. Wow. <laughs> so it's really knowing that, you know, if you come to visit, that vacation is not going to be, you may not wanna live where you want a vacation. Yeah, it's the same in Canada. I mean, I, I used to live in Quebec City. You don't want to live in old Quebec because it's beautiful, but can't park and snow in winter. There's no space for anything. And <laughs> yeah, any tourist area, it's meant for tourism. 
short term it's not for a family or like longer term so i really like that and nothing's stopping you from vacationing within your new country so that's great advice so thanks again and what's the best way to get a hold of you i did share your email addresses is that the best are you active on social media what's uh, how should people get a hold of you if they want to find out more yeah actually the best way to get in touch with me is the one on the screen rob at mrbreakthrough.ca that email uh, or you can you know look us up on on um on uh instagram is the other good way and um i just wanted to say if anyone's interested like there's a lot of these value add properties around here i've i've sent a few out to the mailing list and they're up on YouTube, but I think they're private links right now. So if anyone's interested in that kind of stuff, like there's some really unique uh, opportunities here. There's one, for example, that's about to go to market, but it's not there yet. It's it's a semi. It's got a fence right down the middle. They're they're completely there's a there's a block wall down between the two, but they're on the same lot. And I think that there's a really good potential for these ones to sever them, which I've already checked with the lawyer and it's possible and then sell them off for, for, for an increased amount. So, I mean, and then as far as just like fix and flips, there's all kinds of opportunity here. So if anyone's interested in that, reach out to me, please. Excellent. So that's great. And Natasha, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I did share your email, but maybe you can mention it as well. Yep. My email, Natasha at icpmpros.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I can't wait to catch up and find out more about your new adventures. And maybe we'll connect in Canada at some point when you visit. Sounds <laughs> great. Everyone. Thank you so much, Francois. My pleasure. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.